Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Praise God, champion Jesus is Lord. Welcome to Heritage Family Fellowship. I really enjoy the fact that we get this opportunity to minister one to another and I get to present to you the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, especially in the midst where we're at right now. And uh, this stay-at-home order has no effect on the gospel. Psalm 107.20 said, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them of their destructions. I am decreed and I am declaring that the word is working mightily in you through you. And wherever you're at at home, these words alive shall minister life to your home and to your your household. Listen, uh, we're dealing with the subject of hope, the foundation of a sound mind. Now, with all this talk about the the virus, the coronavirus, it is a a real uh, pandemic. I mean, it's all over the world. Uh, We would be ridiculous to say it does not exist. It does exist. However, uh, the scripture, as we'll get into it in a moment, gives us some insight regarding this. And that is this. It is before you were here, before I was here, uh, before anything else, in the beginning was God. And God created all things. He created. And God said, let there be light. In the beginning, according to John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1, it said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, It didn't say in the beginning was a virus. In the beginning was uh, COVID-19. In the beginning was not coronavirus. In the beginning was not a plague. In the beginning was God. And God is still in the beginning. He's the beginning of your, your recovery. He's the beginning of our financial recovery. Our God supplies all our need. So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as I begin to prepare to minister this gospel, Uh, and the word you gave me to share with this congregation and all of those that are listening, I'm anticipating that these words of life will be life-changing and they'll be the cure to their situation. And I thank you for it, Father. Holy Spirit, thank you. The greatest teacher there is. You are the administrator of both life and godliness. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, get your Bible out and let's go through this. Get your, your um, whatever you're going to use, your iPad, whatever digital system you're using. And, and let's go through. So I want to go back to a text verse, Acts chapter 3 and verse 5. The, the account of this is that there was a man who had been taken consistently year in and year out to a gate called Beautiful. And, uh, and it was the, at the temple. And they had several gates, but they laid him at the temple, uh, uh, at the entrance of where, I want to use this term, where the elite went, where the wealthy went, where the most predominant went. And, uh, and they, they laid him there, and he would beg alms, alms, alms. And uh, we have no idea how long, we have no idea how much he earned, we have no idea. Here's what we do know. It was the hour of prayer when people were going. So prayer was being initiated. People came for prayer. You don't come for prayer unless you believe prayer works. 
and you don't go to the sanctuary or to this area unless you anticipate prayer to have a result. They laid this man outside the temple in the hour of prayer. Now, we don't have scripturally that anybody did or did not do this. However, at this moment, the man, here's what we have. He begged, he was crippled, he was without hope at the temple. He was without hope while people were praying. He was without hope outside. And two men, Peter and John, stepped up. And they said, silver and gold have we none. But such as we have, we give unto you. And verse 5 is the most impactful verse of scripture I want to share with you. And he, the crippled man, he, the man laying outside the temple, he, this man, gave heed unto them, expecting to receive. All of a sudden, what these men said brought hope to the man. It created hope. In the middle of all that's going on right now, there are a lot of people, professional. They are experts in many of them in their fields, scientifically, medically, in all kinds of areas. And then you've got those that are experts at uh, opinions about what the experts are saying. And those are the ones you got to be cautious of because, listen, I'm not a scientist. I don't, I'm not telling you that I've ever studied any form of medicine. I'm not a doctor of any field whatsoever in medicine, science. Uh, I've never studied viruses. I've never studied it all over the world. I've never done that. What I have studied is the Word of God. And I have studied what faith in God will do. And I have studied the fact that my God is greater than any situation going on right now. It is true there's a virus. It is true there's a a pandemic. It is true. It's all over the world. I mean, the globe is affecting this. People all over have heard this. Here's what we need to hear. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is superior over any virus. He healed leprosy. He healed blindness. He healed uh, people that were born or Somehow something happened and they couldn't hear. They couldn't walk. They couldn't talk anymore. And when they met Jesus, they walked away healed, totally whole, because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's operating it for right now. When Peter and John made this statement, they released the word of God. They released what was in him towards the man, which was far more valuable and silver, and gold to this man. And he expected to receive. So expect right now, church, expect heritage, expect right now uh, to receive because this is hope in God. Now, let me say, when that man heard that, the knowledge of God came to him. As our creator, when they released this, uh, the ability to create was given to this man. And Here's the term, soundness of mind came and it removed fear. It removed all fear. So it removed it. So right now, what I'm doing right now is I'm giving you words of life that should remove fear so that you could have soundness of mind. What does that mean? Well, it means that um, you and I have right now so much voice, so many voices 
talking to us, giving us statistics. When you study death, that's all you can talk about. When you study sickness, that's all you talk about. When you study fear, that's all you talk about. But when you study faith, that's all you talk about. When you study God, that's all you talk about. That's why all I have to talk about is God in the midst of all this. See, knowledge is the lifeline that will feed your hope, which provides you with the soundness of mind. We need the knowledge of what God's saying. And I understand this. I'm not telling you bury yourself like a, I've said this before, like an ostrich with your head in the sand and act like nothing happens. No, it's out there. There is something called coronavirus or COVID-19. There is also, on the flip side of that, someone by the name of Jesus who is Savior and who is Lord. He is referred to as Jehovah Rapha in the Hebrew, Rapha, the Lord that healeth thee. He is also known in that same verse as Jehovah Rophe, which means the cure or the antidote or the treatment for what's ailing you. So Jesus is not only the physician, he's the one that prescribes the medication and he is the medication. So he says, I look at you as, the, as a physician and I have now examined you and I say, I recognize you need a cure. I'm the cure. Take me at my word. Feast on my word. My words are medicine to you. My life is medicine to you. Take my word and live and not die. Now, Many years ago, the the Spirit of the Lord told me this, that what the umbilical cord is to both the mother and the child who's in the womb, so is knowledge to hope. Knowledge of what God says feeds your spirit, man, and renews your mind and gives you hope. We need this. I mean, without the umbilical cord, uh, the mother would not be able to sufficiently feed the, the child in her womb. So right now, in, the, in your spirit, or can I put this, your inner man, which is the womb of your inner man, needs knowledge of what God is saying. Now, when you have knowledge, it, it creates a perception. Perception that we have our future is only as, as clear as the present knowledge we allow ourselves to see. So, you have an image that's on a TV screen of people forcing down your throat, death, how many fatalities. And I know there's some, and my God, that is a tragedy. That's, that's just uh, heart-wrenching to know that people's lives have, been, have, been, have ended because of uh, COVID-19. And uh, it's, it's, man, I, I, it, it's hard to uh, comprehend the emotional challenge that brings and so don't sift through a a situation of fatality what i'm saying to you now and let your mind say well i'm I'm sifted i have a uh, we have in our kitchen a strainer so if you put something in it it strains it. it goes this way so don't take what the world's telling you about death 
and then put it out there and take the word and strain the truth out and only be alive with the feeling you have about somebody. No, see, I understand they may have, that's heart-wrenching, I understand that. There are fatalities. However, there are more people that are living through this. I don't mean to be harsh on this or to be disrespectful or nor do I be to, mean to be condescending or to, or to make light of that. In no way, shape, or form am I. However, I must say there are more, more that have succeeded than those that have passed away, and, and we've got to know that, and the perception that the media has given us, all of us are going to die. It's going to plague everybody. Over half of those of us in the, in the United States are going to get it. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Now, that's not coming from scientific world. The scientific world, the, those, those high professionals are saying, don't say that. That's not right. That's not true. But sensationalism from the media has said that. And the gospel is not sensational. The gospel is supernatural. And it has full of revelation. It's full of information. It's full of revelation. So, now, let's look at this. Now, according to the book of Romans, chapter 15, verses 13 and 14, I want to reiterate this. It said, now, now, now faith is, the substance so forth, the evidence things I see. Now, the God of hope, the God of hope, the God, your Father, your, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God of hope, fill you. Now, watch this with all joy and peace in believing. Now, joy and peace come. You ought to be full of joy. And Paul put it this way, rejoice in the Lord always. So if you were rejoicing in last year and coming out of last year and coming into January rejoicing, and then all of a sudden you began to hear coronavirus, don't let your joy be affected by that. No, let your joy be impacted by what God has said. He's the God of hope. He's not the God of virus. He's not the God of fear. He's not the God of tragedy. He's not the God of despair. He's not the God of torment. He's not the God of, of sadness. He is the God of hope who fills you with all joy and peace. And peace is the umpire of your heart. And peace is what tells fear, you're out of here. No, you struck out. You're out of here. You can't stay here. Now, and it is done in your believing. So the key is, what do you believe? Your believing system. What is it that you believe? How do you see yourself? Now, notice the latter part of that, that you may abound in hope. Not just that God is the God of hope, filling you with joy and peace. He wants you to abound in it, have more sufficient. Do you remember this uh, verse of Scripture in John chapter, uh, the Gospel of John chapter 10, verse 10? He said, the thief cometh. The thief cometh. Not for to steal, but to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you would have it more abundantly or abound unto it. So the thief has come. How does he come? Well, he injects things like this moment right now. 
Now, I'm not going to go into all the statistics of all the different diseases we've had over the years and how many we've had in different countries and the different names and where what countries they've come from. Here's what I want to tell you. Healing comes from one place. <laughs> the Most High God. God said, let's create man in our image. Let's create man in our likeness. Let's let them have the very essence of who we are and let their mind be renewed and let them think my thoughts and know my ways and speak my words and live in this constant uh, victorious health life. And that's what God said. You've been created. I've been created in the image of Almighty God. Listen, you and I are born again. We are new creatures and old things have been passed away and old things have become new. Why? Because the Lord your God is your shepherd and you shall not lack. You shall not want. You'll not be deficiency. You'll not be in any kind of despair. You'll not be crippled. You'll not have your lungs collapse. You'll not have any respiratory challenges. You'll not have any disease. You'll not have heart failure. You'll not have any of this. Why? Because Jesus is your shepherd who leads you by still waters in these moments. He's the one that causes us to lay down in green pastures. He is our God. You know what the scripture said? He causes us to sit down at his table and to feast at his table. And while the enemy watches us, coronavirus can come nigh to you, but as long as you're feasting on what God said, eat the word of God. He said his word is, is more vital than daily bread. He said, he, he made reference of that. He, he made reference about his, this daily bread, but that his sayings are more important than that. If you'll eat the word, you can get bread. But if all you do is go buy up all kinds of bread and never get the word, you'll be lacking. Now watch, watch verse 14 in Romans. He said, I myself also am persuaded of you, my brother, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to admonish one another. That's why I'm able to talk to you the way I am. Because I'm admonishing. Why? Because I got full of the knowledge of God where this is concerned. Years back, and I'm going to reiterate this, the Lord gave me this statement. Hope is a picture that's taken with the camera called knowledge of God. Hope is the picture. It's the, it's the image you see of what's taken with a camera called knowledge of God. Once you get a snapshot of who God is and what God made you and what God has provided for you and what the blood of Jesus has covered you in and how awesome you are in this great life of faith, then you'll have that snapshot. So you'll say, thank God I see that image. Oh, I see myself in the scripture. It's like a mirror. I look at myself. I see myself whole. I see myself healed. You say, well, isn't that a little arrogant? Well, no, I, I don't think it's arrogant. It's the reality. Uh, listen, if you, I, I've said this for years, if you, which I have been on, on several occasions, been on an airplane and, uh, and traveled on, I've never flown an airplane. Uh, I've never been a pilot of that. Uh, I'm not a backseat pilot. I've purchased an airline ticket, got on a seat, sat down, and uh, the pilot comes on. And have you? And if for all of those who've ever flown, have you ever may heard the pilot say, "You know, I'm going to do my best to take off, and I don't want to be arrogant. I've been a pilot for 15, 20 years, or 30 years, or 40 years, and I've been a, this pilot of this of, of aircraft and." I want you to know something, 
that I, I'm, I'm almost positive I can get us up. I'm just not sure if I could land it. Now, how would you trust that pilot? I mean, that, that's a little shaky if that's what he's coming on. I'm not talking about him kidding. I mean, if he just came on the, on the loudspeaker, uh, over the, the speaker system and said that to you. Or would you rather have a pilot say, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be flying at an altitude of such and such. We will be arriving and such. So the weather's a little condensed. If you see this, the, the, the seatbelt calm, please lock in. It's going to be a little rough up here, but I've got it under control. And we're scheduled to land at this time, and it's going to be a good flight all in all, and we will land safely at this destination. Now, all of a sudden, would you sit back and say, how dare that man with arrogance say he knows how to fly a plane? in the midst of turbulence, at night, or in the rain, or in the clouds, or in the fog. You know why? He's instrument rated for that. He learned how to fly without sight by the instrumentation that's before him. He's not moved by what he sees. He's moved by the instruments. Well, if I have an image and the instrument is the Word of God and I'm moving by that, I may not be able to see where the, some people will say, when is this virus going to end? Well, having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth. Stand. Having done all to stand, how long do I stand? Stand. Just stand, man. Just stand on the Word of God. And we'll ride through this. Will there be turbulence? We're in turbulent moments right now with economy, with all this, this stuff that's going on. Listen, you can't threaten me with a stay-at-home order. That didn't phase me. I mean, I'm content because God is with me. God's with me all the time. So hope is that a picture that's taken with the knowledge of Almighty God. Now, because I know this and because I see this, I'm well aware of what God's saying. So that pilot it has no arrogance. I have no arrogance. I'm telling you, I'm rejoicing in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Now, what others, now listen close, what others uh, know about you never paints your future. It is only what you know about yourself that puts the paintbrush to the canvas of your spirit and paints the portrait of your future. So you and I have got to realize that. Now, in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, it makes this statement. Now, this is very important. Um, I encourage you to go back into our YouTube and our website and capture uh, my uh, uh, assistant pastor, Brent, may, uh, was teaching on the soil and the seed. And he brought out a, an analogy of this. And he uses illustrations very, very good. And he taught about seed soil and did a powerful job in doing so so i want to share just uh, uh out of this but i encourage you to go to him because i'm not going to touch on that but in mark's gospel chapter 4 verse 8 and 9 it lists the soils but in verse 8 it says this and other seed in other words uh fell on good ground and it did yield fruit and sprang up increased and brought forth some 30 some 60 some 100 uh, and uh, we could use the word fold in that. And so, and then verse 9 says, And I said unto them, And he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Let him hear. So for all of these, watch it. Have ears to hear. That's spiritual ears, not these natural ears. Have you ever heard yourself speak into a, 
a recording and then you looked at yourself and thought, that don't sound like that. That's exactly how you sound. But you have two sets of ears. God said that he created the hearing ear to hear. That's your inner ear. That's your spirit ear. And then your natural ear, what you're hearing outside. Now, uh, and so uh, that, that goes in what you hear the recording. But your spirit man hears what your spirit has to say. That is very important. Now, I want you to catch this very important. And uh, uh, there's a, a translation that makes this powerful statement. And here's what it says. Um, uh, and not another seed, but the same type of seed that had been sown into every soil. Now, some people read the word other and said, all right, well, I tried to, I'm going to use, if I can, oh, I'm going to plant corn. You know what? Well, corn didn't grow, so I guess I'll plant wheat. Well, wheat didn't grow, so I guess I'll plant apples. That's not what he's saying. It's the same seed he sowed in every ground. And so that being true, the seed that he sowed didn't grow in one soil to the extent that we needed fruit. And it sprang up. The other one didn't. It got the same seed. And it had challenges. And the cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. And the lust of other things coming in. But this one had the same seed. And it was good ground. So what I'm saying to you. I firmly believe. I'm persuaded. Is falling on good ground. That's you. And it. Now watch this. Did yield. Sprang up, increased, and and uh, brought fruit. So if you'll underline these, good ground, and then did yield, sprang up, increased, brought forth. So if I read it this way, the seed fell on good ground. It had yielded capability. It sprang up in due season, and then it brought increase, and it brought forth. So it increased, it brought forth. So in regard to the coronavirus, in regard to COVID-19, if the word of God is falling on your heart right now and you have ears to hear, then you're good ground. Guess what's going to happen? You're going to yield a harvest of healing. It's going to start springing up, sprouting up, and it'll spring up out of your spirit, man, and bubble up out of you, out of your belly flow rivers of living water. And so it'll spring up. And guess what happened? You'll increase with the knowledge. You'll increase with the renewal of your mind. And it'll bring forth health and healing. And how do you know it's there? By the joy level. You're not going to be sh just shuffling around your house, moaning, groaning, complaining. No, you're going to be growing up in this. Praise God. You won't have anger fits. You're not going to have any kind of unforgiveness. You're not going to walk around with solical attitudes and anger. You're not going to get mad at each other in the house. You're, you're not going to walk around. No, you're going to allow the increase to come. And anything that we do with this, how? You have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord said. Now, these things, listen close, they're not going to happen overnight, but they will happen. If you and I will diligently agree with God and say what God is saying about us, so I say, I say that I am the redeemed of the Lord. I'm saying that, that uh, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, thank you that you became a curse for me so that I might be redeemed from the curse of coronavirus. COVID-19 has no authority over me. You gave me a choice, Heavenly Father. You said in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 19, 
that you've given me the choice. You've given me blessing and cursing, life and death. And then you added to this, choose life that you and your seed may live. So right now I choose life. I do not choose coronavirus. I, don't re- I do not accept all of the symptoms that come with coronavirus. I don't accept respiratory challenges. I don't accept fever. I'm not going to accept flu-like symptoms. I'm not going to accept despair or threat. Father, I choose life. I choose life for not only for me, but for my seed and, and for my seed's seed. And I'm declaring in Jesus' name, ladies and gentlemen, that soundness of mind. Now, 2 Timothy 1 makes this statement. Oh, man, this is a good verse. He said, Wherefore, First Timothy, 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7, verse 6 said, Therefore, I put you, church, I put you. I'm putting you. I'm put, as I'm speaking this, I'm putting you in remembrance. I'm causing you to recall this. Many of you, I know you already know this verse. Many of you probably already said this over your meals, over your life, in the morning when you wake up, before you go to bed. What, a, what an awesome thing. I know I'm preaching to a bunch of champions right now. I know that what I'm sharing with you, you could quote this verse in the Amplified, in the Weiss translation, in the Living Bible, in the, in the Good News translation, the Message translation, the past. I know that. You're Bible students. So uh, just give me some leeway way here as I I have some fun with this verse. Wherefore I, your pastor Art Aragon, put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God in you. Oh ladies and gentlemen, coronavirus cannot drive out the gift of God in you. Oh he cannot stop what God has put in you. You are a man of God. You are a woman of God. You are if you're a couple, you are a a, a couple in covenant one with another. Your children are blessed. The gift of God is roaring on the inside of you. All you got to do is stir up the gift of God. Hi, Re- how do I do that? Reject the spirit of fear. Reject what coronavirus is trying to infect you with worse than the virus, the fear of it. Now, If you take the letter F in fear and just cover it with your hand or mentally remove it, you have the word ear. Fear cannot get in unless you give an ear to it. If you give an ear constantly, 24-7, what's the media saying? What's the media saying? What's What's the global aspect of it? Well, if you do that, then you're going to give ear to fear. And that fear will begin to remove the gift of God in you. It'll begin to remove your your calling of God, your position in Christ. You know, you're the church. You and I are the church of the living God. According to Scripture, we're the pillar and the ground of truth. According to Scripture, you're the temple of the Holy Ghost. According to Scripture, we are the body of Christ. According to Scripture, He's the head. We're the body. According to the Scripture, He's the shepherd. We're the sheep. According to the Scriptures, we are, He's the head who created the new creation, and we are the new creation. He is the Messiah. And we are anointed with him. According to scripture, 
He who was raised from the dead so you and I could be raised up together with him and live and not die. So the spirit of fear, we're not going to give ear to it. We're going to give, we're, what we're going to do is respond by faith. Now watch what he gave us. In, 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 instead of fear, here's what God gave you. Power. Now what does that mean? Authority. To exchange that word power to authority. And that is powerful. You have authority in this. You have an authority. So God gave you authority. Number one, counteract fear tactics and what it does. It'll strike you to the core of that fear will. However, inside of you, let the authority come out. Remember he said, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom. Now you can't have a kingdom unless you have a king. And wherever there is a king, there is a manifestation. There's a, there is a, a royal ruling reign. Jesus is king. Jesus reigns. Jesus is Lord. Now, God have given us, has not given us the spirit of fear. Let's put it this way. What God did give us is authority. He did give us love. Now, 1 John tells us this, perfect, mature love casts out all fear. That's soundness of mind. When we get walk in love, when we begin to exercise this love of God, when we recognize the scripture says we have known and believed the love God for has for us. Man, I love the verse scripture said, Behold what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. <laughs> and it will not, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we shall be like him when he returns. Oh, behold what manner of love. Father, I behold the word and I, I see how much you love me, that you protect this temple that you live in. Thank you that my organs are functioning normally. Your love has encased me. Your love has surrounded me. Your love has given to me. Because one of the most powerful verses of Scripture is, God, you so loved me. You so loved the world. You so loved all of these viewers. You so loved us that you gave. And in your giving, you redeemed us and we're free. Love casts out all fear. Love rejects coronavirus. Love will not tolerate it in your system. It will not tolerate it in your neighbors. It will not tolerate it in, the, in this city. It will not tolerate it in our state. It will not tolerate it in our nation. And we definitely will not tolerate it anywhere on the world, in the globe. We say love casts out all fear. So we say coronavirus, you depart. All of your death threats leave in the name of Jesus because we walk by faith and not by sight. And we see the invisible, we do the impossible. Listen to this verse of scripture. He also gave us a sound mind. What does that mean? Well, I'm not going to run around, uh, you know, with all of this kind of stuff and uh, with, run, with uh, like a chicken without a head, so to speak. I remember, uh, you know, there was a time period where I, I, uh, I walked into a, we, Joanna and I lived in a certain house and, and it had a barn to it and, and uh, I walked into the barn to get some equipment and when I walked out there, there was a, I opened up the, the, the barn door and I, I know where my equipment was and I noticed there was like a, a very large stick laying there that had not been there before. 
and I took note of it. And then as I got closer, I realized this was not a stick. This was a, a rattler. This was a rattlesnake laying there. And I thought, oh, man. So I backed up, and it happened to be in an encaged area there. So once I shut the door to it and shut the door where I opened up, I could still uh, look from above and look down. So I got a ladder, got above and looked down into this corral area. And that snake was still there, not moving at all. It was, it was lying like as if still, like it didn't want me to know it was a snake. And uh, it was obviously, uh, by looking at it, um, a pregnant, looked like it was about ready to catch other snakes. And uh, so uh, I looked at that and I thought to myself, I better kill this snake. It's, in, it's on my property. It's in my domain. I have authority over it. And I wasn't about ready to mess with it. And I was about ready to mess with anybody coming over and dealing with it. Or more importantly, my wife. As the head of the house, I had to deal with this thing. I had to deal a death blow and crush its head. So what I ended up doing was getting a shovel and reaching over to it. And the moment I did, it coiled. And it revealed itself for what it was. It was no longer, it was pretending like to be a stick. And then it coiled up for what it was, a rattler. And it drew back. And its rattle began to go. And then once it did, I reached over and I, and I gently put the, the, the shovel down. It struck at the end of that shovel. And, uh, and then I did it again. It struck again. And then I did it again. Once it struck, I smacked it on the top of the head. I did it again. It struck again. I smacked it again. I did it again. I smacked it again, and then it lied leftless. And then by the edge of it, I started hitting that until I, I severed its head. However, interesting enough, the body was still wiggling. The body was, the head was severed, but the body of that snake was still moving. Well, Jesus, uh, the Bible says in, in Genesis chapter 3, when he's speaking to Eve, he said, uh, God spoke to Eve, and he said, he made reference of it. He said, your seed shall bruise the head of the serpent and the serpent shall bruise his heel. He crushed the head of Satan. But that manifestation is still moving around. Coronavirus is just that. It's a body without a head. Jesus crushed it. Now as the head, Jesus dealt with that and Jesus is the head. Satan is not the head coronavirus is not the head it's not the authority so i took the imp the uh a tool and i smashed its head so today i take the tool of the word of god and continue to dis enforce satan's defeat with the soundness of mind the love of god and the authority given unto me and i say fear coronavirus no authority here in the name of jesus and when I do that, oh, man, the power of God goes into motion. The church, this is exciting news. I mean, this is good. So the, here's what the spirit of fear will try its best to do, to intimidate you. I walked in, I saw that. I knew exactly what it was, and I knew it couldn't damage me based on distance. And so that's what social distance, you know what I did? I social distanced myself from, from the attack, from the actual element. Social distancing from people, like I, I didn't go in the house and say, Joanne, there's a, a snake in the barn, so take, stay 10 feet away from me. No, I didn't do that. No, I, I dealt with the snake. I social distanced from myself from the threat. So I'm staying away. I'm social distancing from fear. 
How far are you from far as east is from the west? As far as the throne is from hell. That's how far I'm, I am because I'm seated with him in heavenly places. Far above all power and principalities in, in the Christ Jesus. How far? I am dealing with the nature of Almighty God. So I'm in Christ. I'm not in fear. I'm not in sickness. I'm not in disease. I live in this body, but I live under my spirit man. So how far do I distance myself? As far as the word will take me. So I distance myself from it and I say what God has to say. A lack of knowledge of God is detected when we allow ourselves to be intimidated. This is when we no longer stiff, stir up the gift of God which is in us. Now, let me give you some last moments here. Soundness of mind means that I'm using my spirit man. I am of spirit. I have a soul and I live in a, a body. Scripturally, according to uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, it tells us that um, uh, about this and we have a soundness of mind. That means that we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. I renew my my mind to what the Word of God has to say. I give my spirit preeminence and my body just has to get in line. So I'm using my spirit man to provide me with the much needed stability and judgment during these adverse moments. And we are in adverse moments. The, the coronavirus, as you well know, has affected in many, the, the economic sector. It's, an, it's affected uh, the market the stock market, the financial area. It's, it's the housing, uh, how people move around, how they do business. Many of you are working out of your homes. You never did this before. Some of you have, have unfortunately been put on furlough. Some of you have been put on leave. Some of you have been released without pay. And to all of you, I say, my God shall supply all your need according to the riches and glory by and through Christ Jesus. I'm telling you right now that in the name of Jesus, the will of God is that your seed produce and create the desired harvest that you desire in your heart. Give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shake it together, and run it over shall men give unto you. I know it's not uh, 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 for many individuals a nice thing to hear or a great thing to hear, but in these moments, we need to give our way out. People say, well, Pastor, how do you make your living? Through my giving. Giving is important. When I give, I, I, I set this. And also, I tithe. And when I tithe, then I give. I'm still tithing to, to our ministry. I'm, till, I'm still giving. I'm still honoring the Lord with my substance. And because of it, harvest keeps coming. So I'm encouraging all of you right now. I'm glad of the Lord to tell you this. Keep your giving going. Keep honoring. For those of you that are watching that attend another church, or for those of you that, that are watching your pastor, encourage your people to give. And for those of you watching and, you're, and you don't come to Heritage, I'm encouraging you right now. Honor the Lord with your tithe. Still give to your local assembly. Honor and give to your church. Giving works. The principle works. Joanna and I have been working this principle for, you know, since we got born again and first learned of it. Thank God for it. And it's working even unto this day. So adverse moments are on us, but God gives us stability. Ecclesiastes 1.4 makes this, this statement. Now listen close to this. One generation passed away. Now listen close to this. You know this. A generation has passed away. And passed away, many generations have passed away. And another generation comes. 
but the earth abideth forever. Do you realize that generations and generations and generations have come and generations and generations have gone? There's people making money off of, and you know, finding out where or who our ancestors are. I mean, they're going back as far as they can go, 100 years to it, as far back as they can go to find out what their generations were, to, to see if they can get an identity. My generation goes back to Jesus Christ. And Jesus died on the cross, rose again from the dead, and descended up into heaven. That is my beginning. That's my lineage. My DNA is God. Praise God for it. Now, I realize I live in this flesh. I'm not going to act ridiculous, say I'm not an Aragon. I am. And I, and I have my father's nose. And I have sometimes his humor. And, and uh, as somebody, people have pointed out. I mean, so uh, listen to this. However... The earth keeps abiding, regardless of who came and who left. The earth's still abiding. So guess what? This virus is coming, and when it's gone, we're still going to abide. And guess what? There may be in the future another virus, but you're going to press through. You're going to, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we'll fear no evil in Jesus' name. The sun also rises, and the sun goes down, and it hurries up to the place where it rose. The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth to the north, and it whirls about continually, and the wind returneth again to its circuits. And the rivers run into the sea, and yet the sea is not full, unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither it shall return. All things are full of labor, and man cannot even utter it. The eye is not satisfied, and verse 8, and with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. Now watch this, here it comes, you ready? Oh, this is powerful. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. That which is done, one is that it shall be done. And there's nothing new under the sun. Son, there's nothing whereof can be said, see, this is a new thing. This is not a new thing. This coronavirus is not a new thing. We have had plagues throughout the Bible. It hath been from old time, which has been before us. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we have hope in God. We have this blessed hope, and there's nothing new under the sun. So fear not, only believe. Fear not, stand on the word of God. Fear not, allow power, love, and a sound mind to rule your heart and mind in these moments right now. My name is Pastor R. Aragon, and I approve this message. I want to let you know that we love you. Joanna and I love you. She's sitting here with the room with me. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.